0: Blog Talk Radio. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He me to lie down in green pastures. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth and the Word on Christian Survival Radio. It's The fourth day of October, 2018, 7:30 a.m. on the East Coast of the United States, we're broadcasting to you today from North Central West Virginia. Let's go to the Word of to. Let's go, sorry. Let's go to prayer before we get into the Word of God. Precious Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord, today, lifting up you, Lord, that all men might be drawn into you asking you today, Lord, that you would teach through your spirit that open our minds and our hearts and God, we might realize and receive the knowledge that we need, Father, to cope in these last days and these, you said, it was perilous times, Lord, you said that the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord and Lord, let us fear you today, respect you, Lord, for who you are and what you are, the eternal, almighty God. And we'll never fail to give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Talking about the resurrection, studying out of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to begin today around verse 34. Before we begin, I want to read you a quote from a a great man of God, A.W. Tozer. He wrote this. He said, the hope of the resurrection is a matter of pure faith. It rests upon the character of God and draws his comfort from the knowledge that god cannot lie nor deceive nor changed he has promised that all who sleep in jesus shall be brought again from their graves to meet the lord in the air and be with him forever what a what a statement the truth that there is a resurrection Paul said if we don't believe in a resurrection, then Christ died in vain. We have learned that Jesus Christ was the first fruit of the dead. Because he lives, we live. Because he goes before us, nothing can be against us. Nothing can stop the eternal promises of an almighty God. Nations come up and nations come down. Down, Daniel said this uh, kings and presidents and leaders, entities and powers and principalities come up, but they also will come down. The only thing that is eternal is Almighty God. The Word of God said Moses stood before God Almighty and he said whom shall I tell the people that sent me? He said, tell them that I am that I am, have sent you, that I am the everlasting, that I have no beginning, eternal, that I'm a spirit, and those that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. From the time that the word of God was penned and put in leather binders we have before us today, we, we see the plan of God for mankind. By all rights, because of man's failure, God probably should have, definitely could have, written us off. He repented that he ever made man. But because that grace and mercy are renewed daily, and me and you today have a opportunity through the blood of Jesus Christ to be reconciled Back to God. I was thinking on the scripture this morning, Paul said, I'm persuaded that nothing shall separate me from the love of God. He goes on to explain powers and principalities, no person, no organization, nothing or any weapon formed against me. The word of God says, shall prosper, for this is a heritage of the children of God, the blood-bought saints of an almighty God. In order for him to make this statement, then I would say probably just makes sense that perhaps something was always trying to separate him from God. See, we think these men in the Bible just flowed through life and never went through anything. Paul said, I went through some light afflictions. And if you read about his afflictions, they certainly weren't light. But he was persuaded that nothing, that nothing or nobody will separate him from the love of God. Now, the love of God... Is Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ, the hope of glory. Our hope today. The author and the finisher of our faith. Paul or Peter said, Think it not strange, and I say this scripture a lot, but it's so it's so pertinent for today. Think it not strange are the fiery trials. Because if you've made a commitment to Jesus Christ, then you are automatically in a warfare. A lot of people don't like to talk about this, but Paul said, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and wickedness high places, that the, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God through the pulling down of stronghold. Whether you like it or whether you don't like it, we are in a warfare, and people get weary of war. And warfare and private wars and private battles and situations and circumstances. That's why we have this hope, and this hope is in Jesus Christ. Brother Tozier said the hope of the resurrection is a matter of pure faith. Hmm. Pure faith, believing what the Word of God says. Let every man be a liar, but let God be the truth. So Paul said, I'm persuaded. He told Timothy, he said, I've fought the good fight, I've kept the faith. Philippians, he told Philippians, he said, I press towards the high mark of a high calling. Romans, he said, Who shall who shall deliver me from this body? Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Because he himself was in battle, just as we are today. Now, None of us are super Christians. Some people like to think they are. They're super spiritual. Beware of super spiritual people, by the way. Beware of them. You know, that's uh, bordering on or possibly is a religious spirit. (laughs) So what is a religious spirit? Well, they worship me with their lips, but their heart is far from having a form of godliness. hmm, But denying the power thereof. So we want to begin today in... 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I want to go, first of all, to verse 34. Verse 34. It says, awake. <laughs> Shake, be shaken from your sleep to righteousness or the righteousness of God, which is Jesus Christ, not not, not us. The Bible declares that our righteousness is, but filthy rags before God. There's nothing in us that can suffice or satisfy the wrath of a thrice holy God described in Isaiah chapter six, where I saw the Lord high and lifted up in his train from the temple. Then the, and the, the, the angels of the Lord flew about crying, holy, holy, holy. Isaiah said, woe, I am a man. Woe is me. I'm a man of unclean lips. So Paul says, Awake to righteousness for the righteousness of Christ, and sin not. And sin not. Be sober, be vigilant, Peter Because your adversary, the devil, goes about seeking whom he can destroy and seeking whom he can devour. There's a certain amount of sobriety that comes with this Christian life a certain amount of what comes to having your feet planted on the ground, having a, having a vision. Habakkuk said, without a, with, without a vision, a man will perish. And this vision, and our vision is Jesus Christ. John saw him also. As Isaiah saw him, he, he saw Christ high and lifted up. Hair like wool and feet like brass. Out of his mouth proceeds a, uh, a uh, uh, two, two-edged 2 sword, which is the, the word of God, the glorified Christ. This is who we look to. He's our righteousness today. And sin not. We sin not through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross 2,000 years ago for us. That's what keeps us, is our faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Sober, to watch, to abstain from that which alters the mind. My, right there, I mean, there's so much to that out there. That alters the mind of a Christian. The prophet said, How long will you be halted between two opinions? He said, If Baal be God, then worship Baal. If God be God, then worship Baal. He said, We're going to prove today who is the God that answers by fire. Who showed up that day but God Almighty and answered by fire? Licked the water out of the trenches around the sacrifice. To be sober, to stain, or to come out from among, or to give no place to that which would alter our mind, or change our opinion, or push us in another direction. He said, be vigilant, to be awake, to be awake, Waken out of our sleep. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 6, therefore let, let us not sleep as do others. But let us watch and be sober. First Thessalonians 5:8. But let us who are of the day, this day, 2018, when things are winding up and things are coming to the apex, when the times of trouble is even going to get greater, the Bible declares, as the world is heading towards those that do not know Jesus Christ, towards severe judgment, when the wrath of God is about to be poured out upon this planet. When God Almighty is calling His elect, when God Almighty is is empowering his remnant. The prophet said there's I'm the only one left. I'm the only one that's preaching the word but and doing what's right, but God said, No, I have seven thousand hasn't bowed their knee to Baal. God always has a remnant. Isaiah one nine says had not been for a remnant, we've been as Sodom and as Gomorrah. He said, On this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against that what I have purchased with my own blood. For I will have a church without spot and without wrinkle. Promises of Christ. So there is a true church. The church. Not the church that man declares is the church, but the church that Jesus Christ declares is the church. The church cannot be the church unless Jesus Christ is the head of the church. If the Holy Ghost does not ruin rain in the pulpits of churches, does not ruin rain in the business affairs of the churches, if men and women of God do not follow the Holy Spirit as the disciples when they chose chose the 12th disciple to take the place of Judas, the Bible says they sought God. Men sought God. Moses said, I'm not moving unless the cloud moves. For we must know the leading of the Holy Ghost, what the Bible said, Jesus said, shall lead us into all truth and in all righteousness. First Thessalonians 5, 8, But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith. That's the part of the full armor of God that's talked about in Ephesians 6. And love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. <clears throat> So we go to verse 35 and we're going to talk about the resurrected body. Do we believe today that we will be changed? Now, I've done funerals and I've seen people die and I've seen people grow old. We all are growing old, it's the product of the fall. The product of the fall, the wages of sin, is and always will be death in this physical body. Paul said, although on the outside we die daily, on the inside we are renewed unto the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we have an eternal Being on the inside of us, our body, yes, is dying. The Bible says it's a vapor. It's like a blade of grass. It's like a wave tossed in the ocean. Here today and gone tomorrow, our body is a temporal thing. A temporal thing. Paul said we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that word earthen, terra, which is God Almighty scooped up dust from the earth. Formed man in his own image, leaned over and breathed the Hebrew Ruach, the breath of life, into man, giving man life in breathing the eternal spirit of Almighty God, which was meant to have fellowship with God, always be reconciled to God. When man fell, there needed to be reconciliation, and the Bible says. God said you can't do anything with those fig leaves, and the Bible says he slew an animal. He shed blood and covered them with the skin. This is the the first sign of redemption. Blood was shed. In the blood there is life, and I've placed the blood upon the altar for an atonement for your sins. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission or pushing back or an answer for sin. It's all about the blood of Jesus Christ. So what's man going to look like? What what how what 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 are we gonna be in our resurrected body? Well, Paul gave us insights to that starting in first Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse thirty five, he said, But some man will say How are the dead raised up? Question And with what body do they come? Now Paul through his writings he always said the term Behold, i show you a mystery. I just read to you what Brother Tozer said. The hope of the resurrection is a matter of pure faith. <laughs> it's pure faith. We believe. We believe. When we give the committal during funerals, dust thou art and dust thou shalt return. But we have the hope of the blessed resurrection. That the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first. There is a resurrection parallel to the word rapture, which makes so many people cringe today. The harpozo, the catching away, the changing in the twinkling of an eye. So they're asking in what form, shape, size. So were they lampooning? Were, were, were they making fun of this doctrine of the resurrection? I Man, we talk about the Sadducees. Neither did they, did they believe in the resurrection and neither did they believe in spirit. They didn't believe in nothing. They would just kind of sit around, you know. But if we don't believe in the resurrection, we've got a problem. We've got a real big problem. If we believe it all ends when our bodies are committed to this earth verse 36 now paul gets a little s- strong here thou fool that which thou sowest is not quickened except it died now the scientific term we learned in biology or or uh, uh boag when i was going to school it's the process of germination For when a seed is put in the ground, I've lived on a farm, and I've put seeds in the ground, and they die. When they die, they germinate and sprout and grow into whatever they're supposed to be, beans or corn or whatever it might be. But there's a dying process. He said that the body cannot be quickened except it die. Jesus said, you are a generation that looks for a sign. He said But I will not give you sign except for the prophet Jonah, which for three days was in the belly of a feast. So shall the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days. And the Bible declares on the third day he was resurrected. Think about this. Because he died on a cross and became the first fruits of death. The first man to be ever to be resurrected and never die again for i am he that was dead and now i am alive he said and he said forevermore so when he was resurrected he dies no more when we are resurrected we die no more we pass into eternal life because we die Now, in the spiritual realm, we die daily to live in the resurrection power. We don't belong to ourselves. If you be crucified with Christ, then you should be resurrected with Christ. When we are dead in him, then we are alive with him. He says, you're a fool if you don't know the process. But thou sowest. That which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. This is in the nature of seeds being sowed and the nature of a, of a of a harvest. In John chapter twelve, verse twenty-four, verily, verily, I say unto you, this is ye except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone; but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Verse thirty-seven. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be, but bare grain. It may chance of wheat or of some other grain. Talking about a little seed, as I explained to you before, that brings forth a wonderful plant. It brings forth a multiple of harvest. One seed brings forth many or a Abundance of harvest. Verse, verse 38, listen. But God giveth it a body as it hath pleased him, and to every seed his own body. Now that kind of kind of kicks the theory of evolution in the pants. Every person will have their own body not evolving from a from a from a tadpole they will be different in appearance probably but minus the imperfections yeah, they're not going to be cloned we were made individuals the Bible says we were wonderfully and beautifully and miraculously made that I knew you, you told the prophet before you was even in your mother's womb think about that, that we, we, we don't know the mind of God, that, that he is that great, that he knows people before they were born. Psalm says, how great is our God. Psalms says, how great thou art. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder. By power throughout this universe is displayed. The book of Ephesians 1.9 says, Having made known unto us the mystery, that were mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. 1 John 2.17, And the world passeth away in the lust thereof. Listen. But he that doeth the will of God will abide for ever. It's a promise. Remember? What did brothers say? We accept the resurrection by pure faith. Pure faith, standing on Christ, that solid rock. In Christ alone we place our faith. All other ground is sinking sand. John said in First John 2:17. Read it again. This world will pass away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. It's hard to see to fathom some days. As we get up in the morning, we go about our daily task and what's going on in the world and see, can it it get any worse? And then will it get any better? Yes, it's going to pass away. (laughs) Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word by no means will ever pass away. So we have a hope of a better state. The Bible declares Abraham was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God, whose foundation is God. He said, here we have no continuing city. We're citizens of the United States, or you might be citizens of another nation, but it's coming today when you are the citizens, and you are now, if you know Jesus Christ, the citizen of the kingdom. You've been bought with a price. The Bible says we have been bought off the auction block of sin. The song says, "They was coming to take me away. But Jesus said, take me instead. He was our substitute. He was our intercession. He was our mediator. So John said the world pass away, but he that doeth the will of God will abide forever. Abide forever. Verse 39, 1 Corinthians 15, all flesh is not the same flesh. But there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another of fishes, and another of birds. The diversity of God's creation, different types. We learn that in in biology. We learn of mammals and reptiles. We learn of all the creatures that God has created, and they're different. But they're still all the creation of God. They're still flesh, and that flesh will die in this life. The Bible declares in Philippians 3, 3, For we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ and have no confidence in the flesh. So we come to grips. We come to reality. Now we take care of ourselves. The Bible says, Occupy until I come. We don't abuse our bodies if we can. Because the Bible says, Don't you know that your body is the temple of God? It's not that God doesn't regard the body. Because the Bible says that Jesus Christ took stripes on his back that we might be healed. He was chastised for our peace of mind. He was bruised for our iniquity. He cares about our life on this earth. He cares that we're healthy and prosperous according to what the word of God says. I would that you'd prosper in being healthy because your soul prospers. Amen. That's what the word of God says. But this body, as I've said before, is not permanent. Is not permanent. When we hear the words, enter in my good and my faithful servant in the joys of the Lord, then we know there's something permanent going on. <laughs> and we have no confidence in the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Verse 40. There are also celestial bodies, and bodies terrestrial. But the glory of celestial is one, and the glory of terrestrial is another. See, we have a separation here. Celestial is that which is above the sky, heavenly bodies such as the moon, the stars, the planets, etc., etc. But terrestrial is that which is earthly, or earth, terra cotta, worldly refers to human beings and animals and trees, terrestrial. For now we are terrestrial, but the Bible says that someday we'll put on the celestial. We are earthbound for now or we are occupants of this earth for now, but we will in the future be heavenbound in the kingdom of God. Verse 41, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon. Another glory of the stars: for one star different from another star, from another star in glory. Now you see that when you look at the night sky, we sell the the night, uh the the morning star, or the Venus, or the North Star. Amen. I Jesus is called the brightening morning star. Satan's called Satan's also called the morning star, Lucifer, which we know he fell from that state. But there's one glory of the sun. Now, the moon, and I'm not a scientist, but I know enough to know that the moon gets its light from inflection off the sun. So there's different glories, different. God made diverse things. Verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The resurrection of the dead. Remember, by pure faith, accept this. The resurrection of the dead. Get this in your spirit today. There is a resurrection of the dead. It is so un- now listen. in corruption. Nothing pretty about death. Nothing. If you ever see anybody die or pass away or see them dwindle down because of some kind of a disease, you know that there's nothing pretty about it. There doesn't seem to be any glory or anything about it. But the point that the man wants to die. And then the judgment. The resurrection of the dead, it is sown in corruption, listen, and it with a body is raised in incorruption. That's self explanatory. Now the word corruption means that which is inflicted, that which is fallen, that which is ruined, that which has been invaded by something, in our case sin. For the wages of sin is death. But we are sown in that corruption. And we're changed. The Bible says, into a body that's incorrupted. Incorruption means that which is which is an unending existence. To live forever. Everybody's going to live forever somewhere anyhow. But we're talking about the glory not, 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 not to be touched by the second death but it's raised and in corruption. And this is provided by God Almighty through the work of Jesus Christ that our bodies someday will have a glorified form. As Jesus is, so shall we be. Read and study when he worked the 40 days, when he appeared under many, many people, 500 or so, the Bible declares, spoke, ate, walked through walls. Come on. But was visible, had a visible body they knew him they knew him 33 and a half years old I personally believe that's what we'll all be that's just just, just, just just a conjecture But we have the hope of the resurrection I remember standing at the head of a casket one day doing a man's funeral we didn't know the man but his family coming by and they were crying and gripping at him and the young man which is now a pastor who was in charge of the funeral looked at me and said pastor it's a terrible thing not to have any hope that has stuck with me for years stuck with me for years because the Bible teaches that we're not to fear death that if we die in Christ my 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 Hmm. we can't die without him. We need him in life, and we need him in death. If you don't know him today, call his name. The Bible says, what if a man would gain this whole world and lose his soul? I ask you a question. Is all this worth it, What, whatever lifestyle you're living, what, whatever you're involved in? Most of the world, a lot of the business world, they, they, they live under the precept of a lie. They think it's okay to lie, to deceive, to step on other people. See, this is not what God says in his word. So is all this worth it? We find the rich man who gave no regard to Lazarus. and The Bible declares he woke up one the morning and the rich man lifted up his eyes in torment and looked across a great gulf salt Lazarus in the bosom of Abraham said send Lazarus with one, one drop of water one drop of water would have done anything but that's how desperate he was that it might cool my parched tongue we don't like to think about these things but there's a hell to shun and a heaven to gain this is the dressing room this is the dressing room do not squander the days the Bible says redeem the time the Bible says, for the days are evil. Romans 2 7 says, to them who by patient continuance in well doing seek for glory and honor and immortality and eternal life. This is hope right here. In, listen, listen what he said. In patient continuance, enduring with patience, waiting upon God and he shall renew our strength. Believe in this word in in spite of everything that comes against you. Let every man be a liar, but let God be the truth, because he promises us a resurrection, and he cannot lie. In the comfort, A.W. Tozer wrote, in the comfort from the knowledge that God cannot lie, nor deceive, nor change. Mm. Immutable is the word. Non-changeable. 1 Peter 5, 4, And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Who's the chief shepherd? Read John 10. Lord, we thank you today. He's the good shepherd. That we go through his door. That there's no other way. We have hope today. This chapter is written to give people hope. 1 Corinthians 15, 43 says, It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It's sown in weakness, it's raised in power. See the difference? All this is possible because of what Jesus did, because he's the first fruits of the dead, because he bore our sin. He who knew no sin became sin, the Bible says. He was perfect. Behold, the Lamb of God, that's what John the Baptist said, talking to Jewish people. They understood the concept of a lamb because of the Passover. The lamb had to be perfect and without blemish. Read it, next Perfect. And his blood had to be posted above the doorstop. So the death angel would have no power over the ones on the inside. The Bible said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We have promises today. Promises. Look up. The Bible says for your redemption draws nigh. It is sown in dishonor. Sown in dust. We are dust. Sown in weakness. Death. When our bodies become weak and no longer able to, we are not sustained in our bodies physically. Whatever it might be, whatever malady or infirmity might weaken us, but yet it's raised in power and life. All because of what Jesus did at the cross 2,000 years ago, and because he come out of the grave with dominion and with power and with victory over his foes. Study this chapter. Study it. Second Corinthians thirteen four says this: For though he, talking about Jesus, was crucified through weakness, yet he, Jesus, liveth by the power of God. For the gospel is the power of God, the dunamis, the quickening force, the force. Not the force of Star Wars, the force of God Almighty. For we also are weak in him, but we shall with him by the power of God toward us. We shall live with him by the power of God toward us. This is a miracle. This is a mystery, I know, but it's a miracle. That our loved ones and friends and neighbors that we've lost down through the years, we saw them die in their weakness in their sickness, but the next time we see them they will be in power and life and will have an incorrupted body and will put on the celestial. The word of God's true. First Corinthians fifteen, forty four. It is so in a natural body. Listen, it is raised, a spiritual body. It's still a body. We're not going to be little puffs of smoke I hear floating around. It is a body, as Jesus was, so shall we be. A body walking and talking, revived, incorrupted, spiritual, raised in power, sown in the natural body. Our body today Without blood, we have no energy. People say, well, people need to take uh, B12 shots or uh, need to take iron or whatever it might be because their blood's low, their blood counts low. Because if the blood's not operating and doing what, then people become weak. So the the natural body is energized and kept by the blood. Leviticus 17, for the life is in the blood. We lose our blood, we don't live. Let's raise a spiritual body. quickened by the Holy Ghost, quickened by the Holy Ghost, nothing to run out of us anymore. It'll be an immortal act of God that we will be eternal. The spiritual body is a glorified body, same as Christ, the same The same quickening spirit that brought Jesus out of the grave is the same spirit that quickens me and you today. 1 John 3, 2 says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God? And if, listen, doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when we shall appear, listen, we shall be like him. So that clears it up. That's what we're going to be like. For we shall see him as he is. Is. Now we read what he was at the resurrection. He, he didn't just go to heaven. You read he was he walked for 40 days. And as I said, he was supernatural. Appear and disappear. Walk through walls. Because he shed his blood, because of what he did. He was the man, Christ Jesus. One mediator between God and man. That's the man. Christ Jesus. So we're going to be like Him. This this horrible doctrine of reincarnation. We're going to come back as some kind of an animal. What what kind of existence is that? Then do you want to come back as a cow or a dog? I mean, come on. For the Lord has greater promises Doctrines are taught by demon spirits, seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. First Corinthians fifteen forty five. For it is written, The first man Adam was made a living soul, created, the breath of life breathed into him, the rock we talked about. The last Adam, which is Jesus Christ, was made a quickening spirit. As it is written, Genesis 2 7. And the Lord formed, the Lord God formed man to the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Man became a living soul. The last Adam, Christ, was made a quickening spirit. Making us all alive because we believe what the Word of God says. First Corinthians fifteen forty-six. Howbeit, that thou was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. Howbeit, we we were not we weren't born spirit; we were born natural. The Bible says we were born with the sin nature. We've talked about this. But we're going into the spiritual realm. First Corinthians 15, 47. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Paul goes to great lengths here to separate the first man Adam to the second Adam and what it means is the first man failed what we see in the world today is because of the failure of Adam death and disease and famine and pestilence and war all because of all creation is groaning right now because of the fall John 3:31 says, says he that cometh from above is above all who's he that comes from above Jesus Christ <clears throat> He that is of the earth is earthy and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. He was speaking things that they they couldn't receive. <clears throat> he told his disciples several times, he said, he said I would share this with you, but I'm paraphrasing, but you wouldn't understand it if I told you. Philippians 3, verse 20 and 21, for our conversation is in heaven. Our citizenship, too. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change, listen, who shall change our vile body or our corrupted body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. There it is again. We're going to be like him. According to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. 1 Corinthians fifteen forty nine, And as we have bore the image of the earthy, shall also bear the image of the heavenly. The image of the earthly is, is the, the imprint of Adam, or our first father, which we are the children of Adam. And man is... Man, men or mankind's frail or decay and dying, but he says we're coming to an image of the heavenly. Tells us what we'll be like in a resurrection body, like him. First John 3:2, beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it if not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Read it again. We are the sons of God, but there's coming a change. Job said, I'll wait all the days of my life for my change. First Corinthians 15, 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood, now listen, flesh and blood cannot <clears throat> inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit in corruption. Matthew twenty five thirty four. Then shall the king say to them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. We can't enter in flesh and blood. We must enter in, in our renewed, incorruptible, celestial body. Romans eight seventeen. 17, If the children then Heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs of Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So we learned today that there's a form that we will be when we die, that we will have a actual body. Next time we're we're going to talk, we're going to be in verse 51 and talk about the ultimate victory that we have through Jesus Christ. probably be finishing up this particular chapter. So study this. Your hope today is in Jesus Christ. My hope today is in Jesus Christ. If we have no hope in Jesus Christ, we are men most miserable. If you don't know him, if you don't know him, Romans 10, verse 9, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believe in him shall not be ashamed. Verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we do this with a broken and a contrite spirit through the drawing of of the Holy Ghost. If he's pulling at your heart today, receive him. Don't send away your day of grace. Don't send away your day. Today is the day of salvation. He's the answer for everything in your life and my life today. And we need him above everything. If you need healing, by his stripes, Lord, in Jesus' name, Bring healing to the people today, whatever they're going through, Lord. So many diseases and, and chronic illnesses, Father. We ask you, Lord, that you break the power of cancer over people's lives, of heart disease, sugar, diabetes, liver problems, whatever it might be. Every You said you're touched with our infirmities, and by your stripes we are healed. In spite of what hell says, your Bible, your word says we are healed. Bring healing today. We heard a great testimony of a young preacher this week, Lord, that was was healed miraculously after being blind for 15 years. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're able. I praise your holy and your righteous name today, Lord, that you're able to heal. We ask you today to heal in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Touch the minds of the people today that's under attack, the oppression and the depression, Father. We ask you to back the enemy off, Father, in Jesus' name. Around families today that's being attacked, God. Uh, we plead the blood, we plead the blood, we plead the blood of Jesus. Throw infirmities, chastise for our peace of mind. Break the power of addiction today, my God. Break that power of addiction in Jesus' name. Whosoever shall call upon your name, Father. Now, Lord, we know programs are good, but Lord, I believe today that you can instantly set people free from that horrible, horrible bondage. In Jesus' holy and righteous name, let it be done for your glory. And we thank you today for your word that will never pass away. and We meditate it on it today, Lord, that will keep our minds in perfect peace, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' holy righteous name we pray. Amen. Seek him while he may be found. Call on his name today. He's able. He's able to meet every need in your life. Make him Lord. Let him sit on the throne of your heart. In Jesus' name. Till next time, God bless. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up for Jesus is coming. So sure. yeah.